Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Bears and Izzy are talking cricket. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Yeah, let's talk a little bit of cricket and a big thanks to Razine. Over the weekend, our domestic T20 competitions came to a halt with both the Brave and the Blaze taking out their respective titles. The Blaze did have to go through, though, a very impressive Otago Sparks team. It was coached by a friend of the show, a friend of all of us, Craig Sid Cumming, who over the last few years, he's had a front row seat to the development of some of the fine women's players and, and also the growth of the game. He's on the line now. He joins us. On the show. Good morning, Sid. Morning, guys. How are we? Excellent. Thanks for joining us, mate. And you've uh, you've obviously had a, a successful uh, Super Smash campaign for the Sparks girls, albeit not quite getting across the line. Yeah, we did. We had a, yeah, really, really successful, guys. It was um, you know I, I took over this team and started coaching last year, and and we all learned a huge amount of lessons, and then. Um, we were able to, you know, have a really good preseason. I think I've spoken to you guys before, and then, um, you know, we yeah, we played some some really good cricket in the Super Smash. But unfortunately for us, on on Saturday we came up against uh, the Wellington Bays, who had Sophie Devine, who you know just took the game away from us. But uh, when we sat back pretty quickly after the game, Bears and with some good Otago um, people, um, they were pretty quickly into uh, celebrating the season as they as they should be, and um, you know we're really proud of. The development that we've had this year, um, we've been pretty lucky to have um, Susie Bates leading the side. But for me, from a coaching point of view, they've done an amazing job at getting better in all the areas that we've sort of identified. And um, we weren't quite good enough on Saturday, but that also doesn't, you know, the scoreboard and sometimes doesn't always define success. And we're pretty happy with where we're at. Yeah, well, just talk to us a little bit about some of those areas that you did, that you have defined as, as areas that that you were uh, successful in. And the women's game's obviously slightly different to the men's game. How, how have you seen that develop, the women's game, over the last year or so? 
Yeah, it's a real challenge because, um, especially domestically, we, we, we have obviously some white ferns who are professional athletes, but, but all our girls are still just, you know, they're not even semi-professional. So um, a lot of the areas you probably, you see the reflection or you see the, the end result on the field, but it's a lot around the way they train Baz and Izzy. It's the way they, they prepare uh, for the game. It's their attitude towards the game and um, the work that they put in before they actually get onto the field. And we've spent a lot of time um, doing that. They're, they're a lot smarter. Uh, they're becoming more aware of what they're trying to do. And then it just becomes a cycle. So that means they train better. They train with more. Mm. Or they're far more specific in their training. And um, then, then when they go out and play, I mean, I think in the women's game, and especially the Otago side, and, and I think it's something you used to talk about, Baz, is that they nearly feared playing. Uh, the game of cricket was nearly too scary for them. Um, but now... Um, they're actually looking forward to playing and they actually are confident enough to go out and try and, and try and execute and, and not fearing getting out or fearing getting hit for four and, and worried about consequences. They're actually going out there to try and achieve something and, and that comes down to their preparation. So it's the whole thing. We started, you know, we're trying to get the game better in all the different areas, but to me, they're the, they're the things. And now we're actually starting to have real conversations around how do we become a better cricket side when it comes to actually playing the game of cricket, which will take a couple more years, but um, we'll see that evolution in the next couple of years because they're more committed, they're, they're training harder, they're training smarter, and, and it's just that, that cycle that keeps going. Sid, thanks for joining us, mate. It's Izzy here. Happy, happy New Year, mate, and hopefully we can catch up soon. Hey, quickly, what about the depth of, of women's cricket in New Zealand? How have you found... This competition has it helped um, the next generation get you know the the urge and, and the will to actually make it at the top level and, and the depth, particularly within Otago region or around New Zealand. You, you think the depth the depth's quite healthy? Oh, we're getting there, Izzy. Uh, we're getting there. Mm. I think um, we're we're at a stage where you know we're starting to get a little bit of the players come through that have had some good coaching. But we've still got a lot of young girls playing. Like, um, mm. you know, this weekend we've got another game. I'm, I'm asking 17 and 18-year-olds to come in because our white ferns might not be available. So we're getting there. Um, we're, not quite, we're not quite there. But like anything, you've got you've to invest in the base and then all of a sudden yep. the, the cream will get a bit higher. So, so we're getting there. But um, I think, um, you know, there's that conversation around paying people and, and being professional athletes. I think it's really important that we've got to invest in the structures first and, and in the coaching first um, and actually give um, the next wave of players better coaching and more time being coached. And then, then that depth will certainly go there. But the good thing is we've got numbers. Um, we've got young girls who are going to under-19 tournaments who now think cricket's an opportunity for them to be a pathway and, and be a professional cricketer in the future. And, and once you get that mindset... Um, we'll, we'll develop the skill sets and what's needed. So we're getting there. I wouldn't say the depth's um, high at the moment, but uh, it's certainly something mm. that's getting better. So you mentioned um, Susie Bates before and, and also uh, Sophie Devine, and, and we've got another a whole raft of top-end um, international players. But there's a w- Women's World Cup on the horizon and the, on the back of the Super Smash um, campaign. Do you feel that this New Zealand side the the white ferns are in a position to be able to right the ship because their performances in the last few years have been pretty average for a team um, that was used to be considered one of the best in the world do you, do you think they're ready to to stand up on on the big stage and, and perform in this world cup which is coming um i've got to be careful yeah yes and no i think um as you know baz and, I, and I, i've spoken to susie and katie martin and hayley jensen a lot about this is that 
it's how they approach this next six weeks coming up. And I think they're really keen to try and grab the mantra that you used with your team when you were here in the World Cup because you're playing at home. There's a lot of pressure, but you either go, you either feel that pressure or you turn it around. And I think you, you use the words, Baz, where it's the, it's the greatest time of your life. And if you can embrace that and, and go in with that positive mentality and actually... Um, go out there with a bit of freedom and play and execute and just enjoy the experience. And you're going to get the best out of yourself. And it's not easy to do, you know full well, um, and Izzy as well, when it comes to playing a, a World Cup in, in your own country. There's a lot of external stuff that will be there. But if they're able to flip that and get rid of the fear of failure or the fear of not performing and actually go in and go, right, we've actually got to, we've got to embrace this and we've got, to, we've got to take it on, I think they've got a chance. The other side of it is... They're actually not the best team in the world. They're actually not in the best three teams in the world at the moment. But to me, that's actually a real opportunity. They can actually throw everything out and go, well, actually, we've got nothing to lose here. You know, Australia expect to beat us. England expect to beat us. India expect to beat us. And probably South Africa do. And maybe even, um, you know, Pakistan. So let's throw it all out and actually play with some real freedom because those teams are going to feel the pressure if we put them under pressure because they actually want to beat us. So... They need to get those two things right. Um, they need to get Sophie performing, Susie performing. Um, their challenge is going to be scoring runs and scoring enough runs. And, and to do that, and as you know as well as anyone, you've got to have freedom and actually not worry about consequence when you go out to bat. And um, just throw everything out and actually play with real positivity. If they can do those things and get them together, um, they've got an opportunity to, to surprise the other teams, but also um, probably surprise themselves. Do we see any bolters? Do we see any bolters? I love when you, you throw a young person in there, no expectations, <laughs> no pressure. They bring something different. Do we see any bolters? Oh, you mean in, in the White Fern side, is it? Or? Yeah, 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 in the White Ferns come World Cup. Um, oh, I don't think bolters because I think when you look at the side, um, you know, the, they're all, the, the players that are going to perform, we probably know about. You've got Mealy Kerr, you've got yeah. Sophie Devine, we've got Susie Bates. So, they actually need those players to stand up. I mean, Amy Satterwhite's probably the one in the last two years who does stand up at international level. So it's not so much about bolters. Uh, they're going to have to get more out of some of those players than they've ever got out of them before. Um, so, you know, when it comes to a batting side of things, you've probably got Lauren Down, you've got Maddie Green. You've got to get them performing better than they have in the past. So um, they need to... Again, I, I talk about, and I think this New Zealand side, um, it's that money ball theory. Um, we, mm. We're the sum of all parts. We need all 15 players uh, to be contributing, and when we're playing on the on the day, the 11 players. So we don't necessarily need to have someone scoring 100 every game. We've just got to get to 300. Now, 10 scores of 30 will get you there um, from a batting point of view. Yes, you love to get someone in and get a big score, but to me, it's very much that money ball theory. It's the sum of all parts. Let's become the best team in this competition. We don't need to have the best player. We just need to be the best team. The bowling attack looks strong, in my opinion, so they've got that base covered. But from a batting order, yep, money ball, let's all get in, let's do our part, and let's make sure we are the best team here and we've got a chance. Awesome. Uh, you're a good man. Sid, great <laughs> coming. Thanks heaps for joining us, mate, on uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're going to have to get off to the news, but we really appreciate it, mate, and all the be very Cheers, best Craig. and well done on your season as well, mate. Thanks, boys. Look forward to catching that up. Was that was our cricket update for Azeen Colour Shops, your paint, stain, colour and decorating experts. It is just around 8.30 here in the morning here on Bad Nizzy for breakfast. We're going to shoot off to Karen for the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.